Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. What's up, everybody? This is DJ DeMers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercer. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 171 for Wednesday, August 19th, 2020. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing this week? Are you doing great? Are you doing fantastic? Are you doing kind of shitty? Well, however you're doing, I hope this podcast improves that, bring you up to the next level, whatever that might be. Hey, bump it up two or three levels. I would love that even more. So, uh, this week I'm going to be telling you guys, I tried out a new food place. What? Right off the top, Josh, fat people talk. Mm, kind of, um, a buddy of mine recommended this spot and I was like, you know what? That sounds kind of good. Uh, what else did I do? I am going back to the gym on the reg. Uh, I mean, obviously it's just like one, one, uh, week, but Hey, it's been consistent. I went to the dentist who I can't wait to tell you about that fucking nightmare. Um, I'm going to watch the swearing. It's not on my list here, but I'm just aware of it. I, I spoke to someone recently. He's like, you know what? I like that episode where you consciously recognize that you swear too much. Well, it's kind of just a crutch in general when it comes to performances. If you're talking about something you don't really have anywhere, sometimes the profanity is just a little bit of engagement. So I'm not defending it. I'm just giving you its origin story. Um, so yeah, I'll tell you about the, the old dentist. I got a little special inside scoop deal for you guys that you can take advantage of for the next little bit. And I strongly urge you to do so. I myself did. I'll tell you about that. I started a new uh, game who gives a shit actually started two new games. Um, but I'll tell you very briefly about them. And, uh, and then I want to ask you guys, I'm going to pick your brain about some, uh, something I'd like to start doing. I mean, I've got a lot of things I'm starting and I'm actually starting to worry that I'm going to either spend such little time paying attention to them or that some of them I've started and I'm not ready to actually undergo them, but we're going to find out. Um, yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's the, that'll be the episode. So let's start off by saying that I went to a chicken place called Mary Brown's chicken. Uh, a friend of mine, Peter had recommended it and, and off I went, so to speak. So now I'm trying to find the pictures of it. Did I just delete them all off my phone? Was I ashamed and embarrassed? Must have. I don't see them here at all anymore. Um, so yeah, let me go to my Instagram account. So this is place, Mary Brown's chicken. All right. Mary Brown's a Chicano. And, uh, I got a buddy who, uh, I guess he's, I don't want to call him a foodie cause he's not, he's just, he just eats garbage like I do. But I went there and I guess he'd sort of sold it. He was telling me like, I don't know, we, we have KFC right in Canada. We had like KFC for the longest time and nothing else. And then I watched movies like little Nicky and stuff that were highly sponsored by Popeye's chicken, but I'd heard of Popeye's and I was like, Oh, maybe give that a try. And I finally found one in Toronto years ago when I was doing stand up. It was right around the corner from where we were staying. And it was amazing. 
great. The chicken was crispy. It wasn't greasy, right? Like you get KFC and, you know, I'm not sponsored by Popeye's or anything like that. Like it's gone super downhill, by the way, but in my humble, uneducated opinion, um, but I remember like KFC was like, you'd order it and it's supposed to be like crispy chicken and you would get these, like, it was like wet skin. I'm not saying it wasn't tasty, but I just, I didn't like it. It was wet. You know, you, you peel off the skin and grease comes out. You know what I mean? Like it would been trapped under the skin. So it was just like piles of grease. You grab the chicken and squeeze it and just grease would come pouring out of it. And I used to watch the Food Network a lot. And a lot of places talking about Southern fried chicken. They're like, it's not the slightest bit greasy. It's got nice crispy skin on the outside, battering, whatever, um, battering, breading or batter, uh, crispy batter, whatever. And they're like, yeah, it's not the slightest bit greasy, just well-cooked chicken. So for me, KFC was like the sloppy stuff that gave you diarrhea. All right. And if you want to come after me, KFC, come after me, uh, or make better food. Who cares? Either way, I don't, I don't eat it in general. Once in a while, I would have like a big crunch sandwich. Why? Because that was like the only chicken you could get on their menu that was like crispy. Um, anyways, not a big fucking deal. Point is I tried, uh, what do you call it? Popeye's in Toronto. And it was like, it was crispy chicken. It wasn't greasy. It was, you know, crispy on the outside. You get spicier regular. And I was like, oh, this is a nice fried chicken place. And I got, I was all about, and they had biscuits and all sorts of cool stuff. And I was like, that's amazing, right? Break off my crispy chicken, throw it in between a biscuit. A friend of mine had suggested a little bit of honey on top of that. Oh my God. The honey and the salt with the biscuit. Ah, ah, delicious. Anyways, eventually they, they had some open in Ottawa. And it's funny because I found that the new locations when a, when a location was new, it was almost like they sent that location the better quality stuff because the one in Toronto was new and it was great. And then as I kept going back to Toronto to do shows and I'd stay, like I said, around the corner from one, you know, once a week I would go and get it. You know, if I was in Toronto for a week, you know, one of those meals, I'm like, I'd have to make a Popeye's. And the quality just started to go downhill. It would get saltier and it would get less crispy. And I was just like, oh. And then of course, when I opened in Ottawa, hey, what do you know? Brand new location. The, f- the food was good again. And then it slowly started to go. So it's almost like they, they, they grand opening and it's all exciting. And it also takes forever at Popeye's. Uh, the ones in Toronto, I guess a little quieter, but you go to the ones in Ottawa and there's always a lineup and it always takes you like 15, 20 minutes to get your food, which again, if you're cooking at home, not that long, but you go up for fast food and you're like, all right, why am I standing in line for 20 minutes waiting for fucking food? Anyways, um, all I'm saying is that the chicken places seem to be good. Now I had uh, Chick-fil-A in Los Angeles in 2018 when I was there and that was cool. Now I, I didn't realize um, the, the anti-gay political sentiment of Chick-fil-A. I knew that. I, I, I'd heard that like, I thought it was like someone who worked for them made a homophobic comment to me. I don't condone that. Uh, I, I, yeah, I really don't condone that. Um, but I know that I was like, oh, well, you know, one person in the company saying something stupid. Okay. I condemn that person. Right. And then, then anyways, I, I went and I had Chick-fil-A with my buddy, Mike, uh, LeBlanc when we were in Los Angeles and it was good. It was good. Basically the way Chick-fil-A did it was like, they sell you a sandwich. And my understanding is like the sandwich at Chick-fil-A is like the, the bun, the, the chicken. And then you get like, I think it's pickles and mayo and that's it, which is not a big deal. But the thing with Chick-fil-A is they have like all these different sauces. So the whole thing that they encourage, I guess they, they, at least the people at this particular location, like encourage us to like get all the sauces and like the whole thing with Chick-fil-A is like you mix your sauces together and you come up with your own kind of sauce and you put it on your sandwich. Like that's what, that's like the whole charm of it is like the, the, 
being able to play with different sauces and, and make your own sort of, you know, your own kind of flavor for your chicken sandwich. I was like, that's cool. I like that. And and we did. And Mikey and I dicked around with it. It was great. And they have like uh, lattice fries there. So not curly fries, but like the, you know, lattice fries. If you don't know, just Google lattice fries. I don't know how it's still explained. The fucking, yeah, there's the swearing again. Um, the frustratingly difficult to describe lattice fries, right? The ones that look like little fences, f- fence lattice. Basically, that's what they call it. Anyways, who cares? Um, <laughs> I got a great song stuck in my head too, which is going to be the outro for next week's uh, podcast. But um, yeah, uh, it was cool. It was good. All right. I, I enjoyed Chick-fil-A. We had the sandwiches and we had the the fries and it was great. It was great for experience. I posted that the next day and uh, people gave, oh, sorry, one person gave me shit for like supporting a, a company like that. I, that I found out lobbies like actively spends money on lobbying against, you know, the LGBT community. I didn't know that. So had I known that it would have affected my decision. Can I say that I'm a good enough person that I wouldn't have eaten there once? Um, I don't know. Truthfully, I don't and rather than being like this, a whole blowhard, like everyone else on the internet, I never would have, I still might've, I might not go there regularly, but I, but I was like, I'm, I'm into trying new things. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I tried it. And in fact, my, my, it's, it's funny because the person called me out. Like I was blatantly doing, again, I didn't know. Had I known I might've made a different decision. Strong might definitely would have had more of a consideration than just like, Oh, I, it's like, I name one company that probably doesn't have somebody in the company that, that has said a racist thing or said a prejudice thing. All I'm saying is that was my understanding before I went. Was it like somebody who worked at the company said something like homophobic? And I was like, well, I'm not going to condemn a whole company for the actions of one people person. Sorry. Same way. Like if an actor fucks up, like I'm not going to blame, I'm not going to boycott an entire company because one person did something reprehensible, punish that person. Right. And, and move forward. I'm not going to, Oh, I'm gonna boycott everything. Anyways, uh, going all over the fucking place here. But, um, a point that I'm trying to make is that this person called me out. Like I, like I had made the moral decision to actively support and I hadn't, but I said, Oh, one sec here. We got, uh, we got Peter. Oh, and it's still connected to my thing. So my, my, my speaker is actively announcing who's calling one sec gang. Oh, that was a long conversation. Thanks for holding. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I think I was talking about, yes, my buddy, uh, Pete, we, uh, we go to the gym there. He's been, uh, he's been helping, trying to keep me go, but, but both of us have not been able to link up for a while and he's been, uh, not able to go and I've been whatever. Anyways, uh, another episode, we'll talk about that. But anyways, uh, I was talking extensively about chicken sandwiches and chicken chains. So if I remember correctly, before I left off, I was saying how, like I posted the picture of going to Chick-fil-A. I was posting everything from my trip to Los Angeles. I was having a great time. And someone came at me. He's like, I doubt that you know, oh, way to support blah, 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 like whatever. And, you know, homophobic. I was like, Jesus. And he's like, I doubt. And then he named two uh, lesbian comedians that I know. I doubt so-and-so would have, I'm just not calling, I'm not naming them because I don't want to, you know, I'm not giving them shit. They've done nothing wrong. Anyways, um, I doubt so-and-so and so-and-so would think highly of your decision to go to. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man, I didn't fucking know. And it's so funny because uh, the comments, the the comics that he tagged. So it was kind of like, and I fucking hate this. this person used to do comedy. So there's a lot of talk in the comedy community about like comics trying to cancel other comics. Um, so this person like tagging them in the post, trying to basically take them and turn them on me and start something. It was funny because I love both of those comics that he named and they're good friends of mine. They've been good friends since I was just starting out in stand-up comedy. And I, I cannot say enough good things about them. Um, and they did exactly what I would expect of good people to do, which is like, they were like, you know, we don't have a problem. Like 
shit happens. Like, I don't think, you know, <laughs> they basically did what they know of me, which is gave me the benefit of the doubt. And they're like, yeah, I get it. Like, we don't love the idea. I've never had it, whatever. So, so one of them was like messaging me. She's like, so like, did you know? I was like, no, I didn't know. And they're like, okay, well, I mean, if you want to try something that, you know, I've never tried before, like I can totally understand that. And I was like, that's exactly what I was doing. I didn't know that they were actively, and they, they were the ones who told me like, apparently they actively lobby and, and fund anti, um, LGBT like, uh, things like gay, they're, they're actively against gay rights and stuff like that. I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that prior to my decision. Um, but anyways, uh, it was just, it was cool that the people who I know and love were exactly the good people that I knew they were. So they were just like, yeah, like we're not, we don't hate you for doing that. Like, it's not like, <laughs> again, you didn't deliberately go there with malice and you know, you're trying something new, like, yeah, shit's out there. Like, and then she was like, so how was it? It's <laughs> like, man, it was all right. It wasn't, I go, it wasn't groundbreaking. It's not no cause for me to go back. It was just kind of a cool, you know, I got to try and it was kind of cool. Um, so anyways, that was it. Like, I, I don't know. I had to tell you the long story, but the point is I went to a place here in Ottawa called Mary Brown's chicken. Uh, as far as I know, they have no hate affiliation whatsoever. Um, I did rather than me saying, Hey, I'll post something on the one man podcast. I've been starting to post stuff, things I talk about. So you guys can see it. Right. Um, so you don't have to be like, man, if I go, will Josh even have it there? No, it is there now. So if you're not already following one man podcast on, uh, Instagram, do it. And you'll see my post from Mary Brown's chicken. So there is kind of the reason I brought up Chick-fil-A is because they kind of do the same thing at Mary Brown's chicken in the sense that like you can get their sandwiches and then, uh, you have the ability to like, they have several different sauces. Um, I counted eight at least. So if you go on Instagram, I've got pictures of all the eight sauces and, and my little setup of when I opened them all up. And because there were so many and some of them were like very similar colors, I had to like put the the labels down in front of them. So I knew which one I was trying. Uh, I took pictures of like the chicken that they have. And apparently they have like these, um, uh, breaded, f- uh, f- like uh, potato wedges. So their fries are even like breaded with their spice, whatever. It was good. It was good. And then I got like a little Thai chicken bowl thing, whatever, uh, chicken was good. The, the, the wedges were good. And the, like, like the different sauces that I could mix and match were, were pretty cool. Um, I did, I liked the maple chili, which was like a, a really sweet maple, like spicy one. They had a really good honey mustard with like the mustard seeds in it, as opposed to just something like wet sauce. Uh, the honey dill was fantastic. And then there's like a chipotle aioli and all, there was great, there was great ones. Check out the pictures on the, the thing. You'll see the, the fries with the breading on them. Um, it was cool. That's it. Very long story. Just to say that I tried a place called Mary Brown's chicken. Apparently it's all over Ontario, maybe all over Canada. Actually it is all over Canada because my good buddy, Trent McClellan, uh, you know, cast member of this hour is 22 minutes, uh, commented on my post and said that it started out in Newfoundland and he grew up eating it. So, uh, great, great little story of a Canadian business all over the place now. So check it out. Mary Brown's chicken free plug for them. slurping my coffee. I know it bothers some and, uh, that's why I do it. So definitely, uh, definitely cool. Uh, yeah, that was a fun thing that I did. Let me cross it off my list. So we never have to talk about it ever again. I spent more time talking about Chick-fil-A than I did. Oh, by the way, there's a Chick-fil-A in Toronto. Now I remember at one point I was going to just go by and see it, see what it, you know, what it looked like. And there was no word of a lie. I went at night uh, just driving past it. All right. I wasn't, I wasn't giving them my money. I was well aware of what they did at that point. I just wanted to see the location because it was on my way to where I was going. And at night there was a lineup around the block 
No word of a lie. I haven't seen a line for a nightclub this long in a long time. I will not tell you the demographic of this line, <laughs> but I believe in saying that I've given you something. Um, but I was just like, I was looking at this line. I was like, this is like a nightclub out the front door, down to the corner, around the corner and down the street, uh, for this place. And this was no word of a lie. Like I was driving by there and they closed at like 10 or something. And it was like nine 50 and this lineup was, so, so this is like closing time lineup. All right. This isn't like prime time dinner time. I was just like, wow, this is hilarious. This is hilarious that this place is this busy, but apparently it's a big deal in the, in the U S which is how I heard of it and why I tried it. All right. What else did I, what else did I eat this week? You know what I did? I went back to see my buddies, Andrew and I'm going to get it. Kahan. I think it's Khan with an extra H. I expect an email from Andrew to correct me. That's why I never say his name. Cause I remember he told me once and I can't remember it. I feel like a piece of shit, but my buddies at crazy for you, I went and I tried their poor barbecue pork, uh, egg rolls. Super good. And of course I had the barbecue pork bond me again. I put a picture of that on my Instagram. So take a look at that. Absolutely delicious. I'm going to go back and see those bastards again. Those fucking guys. I'm swearing deliberately on this one. This is not accidental or crutchy. I love those guys. They make amazing food. I got to get my earth in there uh, this week before I go for, uh, before I leave. Um, I'm, I'm trying not to allude to the fact that I'm a week late. I was, I was late recording this one and I was like, it was like one or two days and things just kept happening. And I was like, ah, shit, I'm just going to record it. I'm going to, I'm going to do a two for, I'm going to record both of them on Tuesday. So, um, I'm an entire week behind on this one. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Tomorrow's will be on time. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, I got to get in there before I, I leave. Uh, I'm leaving this week. Um, what else? All right. We're going to talk about, uh, the gym. I'll, I'll coincide that with another topic that I want to talk to you guys about. Um, I went to, let's see here. Oh, a quick little plug for you guys. All right. Since we're on, we're talking about food here. Um, Nespresso is starting up again soon, but I just happened to be out uh, shopping with me Mather. We were at uh, bed, bath and beyond. I don't know if I spoke about that in the previous episode or not, but I wanted to tell you guys that there is a sweet deal still on check before, because another podcast is late. Um, there are the Nespresso Virtuo machines, all right, which, which can make the regular cup of coffee. That is what I'm slurping on right now. Nice Hazelino. And, um, I, uh, sorry, lost my train of thought because my little mini fridge here, my summer's bee mini fridge. I haven't talked about them in a long time, but, uh, yeah, kicked on and distracted me guys. I'm, I, my brain's all over the place because every couple of minutes I'm getting another message or email regarding something. So I do apologize for the scatter brainedness of this podcast, but, uh, okay. So Nespresso coffee machines, they're amazing. If you've tried one, you already know, but there is a sale going on right now. So if you go to Nespresso's website, normally their virtual machine, which they have two, they have the original line and then they have the virtual, the original line only uses those little like coffee creamer sized capsules. Okay. So you stick those in and they make like espressos and I believe double espressos and that's kind of it. All right. You can, you can use the Arachino, which is the, uh, machine that comes that you can purchase a hundred dollars for the Arachino, but the Arachino will do milk frothing and milk heating. It'll even froth milk and keep it cold. So it, it gets frothy, but it's still cold. That's what you use to make your cappuccinos, your lattes. Okay. Okay. Um, so the whole idea is the Arachino is a hundred bucks on its own. I have it. It came with mine that I purchased. 
And it's absolutely outstanding. If you want to make like in-home lattes and cappuccinos, it tastes like the real thing. Uh, a cappuccino is effectively a shot of espresso in froth milk. Um, and that's it. That's your cappuccino. Delicious. I've made them here several times. All right. So the Arachino, um, you would use that with your original line with just the espressos that they make. So a lot of people own just the original line and they can make espressos and they make, um, they can make an Americano in the sense that really it's just an espresso with a bunch of water added to it. So you could make that. You're just adding water. Um, you'd have to boil a kettle separately. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is that the virtuo machine, all right, you got your original line, which does espressos. And if you have the Arachino, you can do cappuccinos and lattes. The virtuo has five different cup sizes. So it'll make, uh, you know, your espresso, double espresso, your Gran Lungo, which is effectively an Americano. Um, and then your regular cup coffee, right? So if you're the kind of person that likes to drink a cup of coffee every day, well, the virtual line is the one that can do that because the original line cannot. And then finally, they've got like the, uh, Alto, they call it, which is like your travel mug size, large coffee. So the virtual machine is a little more versatile in that regard. Um, but anyways, the virtual machines, uh, with the Arachino, which makes your, your cappuccinos and your lattes. So basically an entire coffee system with the virtual line, we have the Arachino that is $319 normally when we were selling them at Costco, we were selling them for, uh, $199 on the Quebec side with a $25 coffee credit. Or if you bought it on the Ontario side, which never happened because of COVID, um, it would have been $199. Okay. For the virtual machine and the Arachino. Okay. Um, with like a hundred dollar coffee credit. So great deal. Currently. They are on sale. So if you go to Nespresso's website, you will see this. They're also on sale at Bed Bath, which is where I saw it. They're on sale for $169 for the two together. So cheaper than what we were selling them at, at Costco. And this is my little tip for you guys. If you have a Bed Bath & Beyond, you can actually buy it from Bed Bath & Beyond online. Um, and if you do that, Bed Bath also has those delightful 20% off coupons. So I did exactly that. I was in the store. I saw the Nespresso's 169 and because at Costco, you'd only get one color and I wanted the, the dark colored one. So I, uh, purchased for $134, the, uh, Nespresso machine and the thing, and it comes with a $25 coffee credit as well. So basically you get the machine and the hundred dollar Arachino, uh, and a $25 credit for $134 at Bed Bath. I don't know how long it's on sale. I've looked at the website to see how long it is. So the exact same sale is happening out just about everywhere that sells. So you can go to Nespresso site and you can get it for 169. The only, my extra little bonus tip for you guys is go to bed, bath and beyond and buy it online free delivery. Okay. If you don't have one in your town, so there's no excuse, um, go online to bed, bath and beyond, or go into the store and per purchase it. Um, you'll get it for $134. You'll get the $100 Arachino. So if you don't even want cappuccinos or lattes, fucking throw the Arachino on Kijiji, sell it for 80 bucks, and you're still getting the Nespresso machine for $50, which is unheard of, with a $25 coffee credit. So you can go into the boutiques or you can order it online and then deliver it to your door. So that's the best coffee machine. That is the best coffee machine deal that I could possibly tell you about. And I believe the only reason it's on sale is because there's a new uh, model coming out, which has got a smaller reservoir than the one that's in store right now. So it's, it's a little bit smaller machine, but it's also a smaller reservoir, which means you have to fill it more often, whatever, no biggie. Um, the point I'm making is if you want an espresso machine, it's great. And the new machines are not changing the capsules in the slightest. It's the exact same capsules that you already have that you're already using. It's just a matter of uh, different machines. So, if you've ever tried an espresso, if you're still rocking a Keurig or anything like that, for the love of God, 
do yourself a favor, get a machine. That is a free plug for them. Um, it even potentially hurts me because I'm going to be in the stores with these machines. So if you were someone who may have popped in and got, you know, when I was there, I'm telling you where you're going to get a better, better deal, the best deal possible on the, uh, the virtual machines. So having said that, um, your call act now. And you, like I said, the regular price of these is in fact, $319 for that bundle. You need for 169, 134 at bed bath. Okay. Crossing it off the list, never to be brought up again. Um, and as I mentioned, even though I'm a late, I put that note on my, uh, on my list for had I done, you know, had I done this on time last week. Um, but, uh, yeah, so crossed off, done, done, talked about. It. Okay. I started, uh, another game. I started a couple games, I started a game called Erica. It was free on the PlayStation plus thing. Uh, it's a game where, you know, uh, you're watching kind of like a video, it's like acting and then you make verbal decisions in which case it fires that particular video response, you know, so someone's talking to you and you pick what to say, and then it just plays that video as a response. Um, it's a lot of British acting. Uh, I find the story to be particularly cheesy. Like I only played for about an hour, but I'm finding the story to be really cheesy. The acting is like way over the top. It's, it's like a video, but like everyone's acting like they're on a stage play. Um, so it's just, I don't know. I don't love it, but I'm not, I'm not super far into it, but I'm not enjoying it so far. Um, and that's it. I played it for like one evening, but if you happen to be there like, Oh, Erica, cause I remember I was talking with red, uh, and I'm going to her place soon. She was like, oh, I was going to play that with you when you came down. I was like, okay, well, we can save ourselves the trouble because this game sucks. Uh, so far, so far, I'm not enjoying it. And that's the thing, right? If you're not enjoying something, it's not your job to see it through, right? That's why, you know, I, I joke all the time when someone tells me a story that's boring. I go, you know what? If this was Netflix, I'd have gone back to the menu by now, all right, to look for something else. I am not enjoying your blathering. Um, <laughs> right, pot kettle. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. Ah, allergy seasons here too. I've got friggin' sinus headaches galore. Um, fuck you, ragweed. Also a deliberate swear, a, a deliberate cuss curse, uh, profanity. Um, what else? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Did I ever friggin' get through that quick? Oh, I also started Batman Arkham Knight. So there was a company called Rocksteady that did, um, did a game a long time ago, right when I was starting stand-up comedy, uh, around that time. So probably about 10 years now, but called Batman Arkham Asylum. What a cool game. What a cool game. I went to my buddy Cameron's house and, and, you know, he was like, Hey, you should try this game. And I was like, sure. I started playing it. I think I was like, I think it was like four or five hours playing. I kept apologizing. I'm like, Hey man, you want me to get, it? he's like, no nah, man, you're having fun. Keep doing it. It was such a great game. Um, Batman Arkham Asylum, uh, you, you really got to play as Batman, as opposed to just like a Batman game where you run around and punching people. This had everything from like, you know, he's pulling out gadgets to like, look for forensics, you know, he's, he's scanning a scent into the bat computer and then creating a, a trail with it so that, you know, you can pick up with his detective mode. So it was like these little things would fall over your eyes. Now the, the world looks like you're using night vision and you're seeing little glowing specks of, of this stuff. So you're following trails. Then he's got like a great, great combat as well. It's not like just like, Oh, it's very detective. Like it, it's a, a really good Batman experience in the sense that like you, you get to play as Batman, everything from like doing the detective work to the fighting, to the crime solving. In fact, like one of the really cool aspects of the game was there's all these little puzzles. And of course they use the Riddler as the perfect medium for these puzzles, right? A lot of games have collectibles and stuff like that. Well, in Batman Arkham Asylum, 
It's you're going around and you're solving little Riddler puzzles. And then you get these little Riddler trophies. It was a perfect, perfect medium for that villain. So you never fight Riddler. I don't think you're, you actively attack Riddler or anything in the game, but the whole idea is that as you're going around finding these little Riddler trophies hidden here and there, it's like you're solving Riddler's riddles. Great. Um, Big boss fights. There's Joker. There's Killer Croc. I don't remember if there was Two-Face or Penguin in the first one, um, but a lot of Batman villains in there. Then they created Batman Arkham City. So I don't know anything about Arkham City from the lore, but I guess it's like a whole area that's, you know, or surrounding the Arkham Asylum that's just, I don't know, full of assholes, <laughs> criminals, whatever. And that game became more and more same thing. You're, you're hunting down Riddler trophies. You're, you're killing bad guys. You're doing detective work to find things, but it was a little more like open, open sandbox, like GTA kind of feel where you're going all over the city and you can kind of do different missions in whatever order that you want. So it kind of had a more open feel. Then they came out, I believe it was around 2013, they came out with Batman Arkham Origins. That one was not done by Rocksteady because I guess Rocksteady was working on the one that I started, which is Batman Arkham Knight. And um, yeah, they did Arkham Origins where it's the same sort of feel and there's all these different gadgets and things like that. You know, Batman's got these gadgets that'll disable like computers or hack computers, uh, whatever. Uh, super cool Batman experience. But as the games went on, I did play them all the way up to Origins. I just started Arkham Knight. The idea is like, it's it's one of those things where very little changes in them. It's kind of one of those things where it's like a formulaic, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So they're fun to play, but they're not, like, I really don't find there's any kind of breakthrough. In Arkham Knight, they did one thing new. The only thing I've noticed, and I'm quite a ways through the game, is um, they introduced the Batmobile. So instead of just kind of flying around the city as Batman using the grappling hook and flying up over the buildings and then shooting at your cape to sort of soar everywhere, now the Batmobile is introduced. And instead of it just being like this cool thing where there's the odd, you know, use for the Batmobile, they really integrated it into everything you do to the point where it's frustrating to constantly have to play with the Batmobile. Um, for those people who aren't gamers, I apologize for the lengthy uh, assessment of this game, but... It's, it's a, it was a real fun escape. You know, I'm still, I'm still playing it. I'm still going through it. It is definitely just another, you know, Batman game, but it's apparently the last one that they, they've done. Cause I guess it's sort of run its course, but, um, to the point too, where like the first one I played, I loved it. My, I went back to my buddy cams like two, three nights in a row to finish that game. Like I had so much fun with it, but, um, you know, and Arkham city came out and I thoroughly enjoyed that, but then it was just kind of like, all right, more of the same, more of the same, uh, a different company did, uh, did Arkham Origins just because I think that was like to, to come out to buy some time between Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Um, but overall, fun games. Um, and uh, yeah, again, the Batman one I'm enjoying more than the Erica. I think I played that Erica for an hour and then immediately started the Batman Arkham Knight um, just to play through. It's uh, it's fun. Anyways, okay, no more game talk. Um, let's move forward, onward and upward. Uh, cross out Batman off the list here. So uh, let's talk about the dentist, shall we? Um, I went to the dentist. I, I threw myself on their mercy. This was before COVID. So I kind of gave them a call and, uh, I don't want to say I was passive aggressive in the, in the message, but I was, I was honest. I was straight. I was straightforward. I wasn't passive aggressive. I was straightforward. And I just said, Hey, I had an appointment with you guys, um, before COVID hit, like, like days before the country was shut down. And, you know, you guys called me to cancel it because it wasn't safe or whatever. Cool. I understand. But you told me then that I would be receiving, you know, you would call me back when things were open again to, to reschedule. Then 
um, when things started opening up again, I got an email saying that, you know, Hey, we're, we're, we're taking patients again. We'll, we'll be in contact shortly to reschedule. And I'm like, that was like six weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like things were opening and, and you know, I've heard nothing. So I called him and I just said, Hey guys, haven't, you know, cancel my thing for safety. I get it. Um, but I haven't heard back from you at all about rescheduling my appointment. So I'd like to, you know, like to do that now if I may. So they had something for me like within 48 hours. So I, I went and I, uh, I spoke to someone before, before COVID, uh, who's no longer there. And I just kind of said like, Hey, listen, I'm a comic. Uh, this was before I knew I was gonna get shut down for five months. Um, and I just said, Hey, I'm a comedian. I don't have insurance. Um, so every dime that you guys take comes directly out of my pocket. It's not, we're not taking an insurance company to the cleaners. You're, you're taking me to the cleaners. So please, anything that's not necessary, you know, like I, I basically, my motive for going was I, I noticed that I, as I was doing my aligner system, that my, my teeth had some little dark spots in between at the bottom. Um, couldn't see them, couldn't see them to, to get at them with a toothbrush or whatever. Um, so I, I obviously didn't focus on the surface. It wasn't disgusting. It was just, it was stains. Basically what it was, was staining. So I, I was like, okay, well, I you need to need to get a professional cleaning, right? Cost money. I think it's like, like under 200 bucks, but I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. But I was like, also, you know what, if I'm going to be spending the money, maybe I will just get my teeth checked as well. Right. So I'm like, if you guys want to do a checkup or whatever, like just, just do me a favor, only do what you have to do. All right. I don't need a bunch of tests and pictures and x-rays and stuff that I don't need. If, if I absolutely have to do it, please. But other than that, you take my, so I, I explained this to them again when I called them and said, post COVID even tighter financial situation. Okay. Like now it's, now it's been five months of like scrimping and scrape. Well, not that bad, but just, you know what I mean? Like where it's like, there's no, there's no extra money, you know? And, and I don't know what the future of my industries looks like. So just, if I could get a, you know, just, just, just do what you have to do. I will pay for it. I'm not going to argue with you about something that needs to be done, but if you're taking a bunch of extra pictures you don't need and, and stuff like I really, I could really use, you know, I could really use just a fucking honest interaction. Really. I could, you know, I was telling them like, so when you take your dog to the vet and you're like, yeah, my dog hurt his foot and they're like, well, we're going to need to do blood work and we're going to need to do a bunch of, you're like, what you're testing for like, it's not his blood. Look at his foot, you know? Or it's like, my dog needs his teeth cleaned. Well, we're gonna have to do x-rays and blood work. And it's like, go fuck yourself. You're gonna have to give him tick medication. We gotta give him anti-dragon egg particles, you know, parasites. Like they take you to the cleaners no matter what. I just, I, I hate that. I hate that there's no loyalty. There's no, I don't know, whatever, whatever. I don't like to talk about what I hate. Guys, the world's a magical place. Everything's great. But, you know, to hell with, with some of these industries. So I just said, I just, just do what you got to do, do what you have to do. And please, 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 for the love of God, nothing more. So I, first thing that they do is we got to take some x-rays. We're going to do, we're going to do, uh, they did like, you know what? I, uh, do I have the sheet? Probably do one sec here. Let me, let me read to you guys. Is this the one that's extreme customs for fuck's sakes. All right. Let's take one more stab at it. See if I can get that. Nope, 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 nobody, nope, nope. All right, not gonna happen. I have all my paperwork and receipts in a bin here, but I'd have to get up and I'd have to get up and walk. And geez, who wants to burn three and a half calories? Okay, you'd be surprised. My face is like six inches to the left of the mic, and it sounds like I'm across the room. All right. Um, well, I was gonna read you all the ridiculous names that they did. So, took a bunch of X-rays around my face. 
Then they're like, and then we got to do like a 360 panoramic X. Like it was just, it was the dumbest infuriating shit that, that, that they did. Anyways, um, I'm just trying to think, if I tell you what I paid now and then go back or just, I'm going to save it. So, um, we're, we're looking to see if I have any new calories. And, and it had been probably the better part of like 10 years since I'd been to the dentist for a checkup. Um, but I, I brush my teeth. I take good care of them, but I'm like, yeah, if I have a cavity or something, I wouldn't know. So all I know is, but I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? They're looking to see if I have cavities or anything like that. Looking for their own work. Mother. Anyways. Um, so guys, I'm so frustrated with this. I, I fucking hate greed. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot to tell you. There's a lot to tell you. And I'm just trying to, I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself. The woman who was working on me and cleaning my teeth was very nice. Um, as I'm sure they all are when they're charming the, the, the wallet out of your pocket. Um, but she was, she was nice. She was friendly. And, you know, we're, we're chatting about all this. I was kind of more quiet than I normally am. Cause I was just stressing about what it was going to cost me. And so anyway, she, she does all the cleaning. Then the dentist comes in. He takes like a quick look, he t- you know, I paid for so many x-rays. There's x-rays up all over the wall, but he takes a quick look at like one of them and is like, yeah, okay. So he tells me I've got, t- uh, two cavities under existing fillings. Okay. So I've got, I've got two fillings under existing fillings. I have one of my wisdom teeth has a cavity and it has, it has inf- like, I guess infected or, or transferred to the tooth in front of it. So I've got, um, one there. And then I've got like a, a small little wisdom tooth. So out of the four that have come in, one of them is like a little small and it's not quite like fully developed. So it just needs to come out or it's going to become infected or whatever. I've had these th- things in my fucking head for a long time. So I'm talking to the guy and then, and then they quote me $1,200 for the $1,200 to pull one wisdom tooth, fill the other, like, like fill the cavity on the other and then take out and fill the other two, uh, cavities. And so, um, <laughs> So I, I asked them, I say, so you, you are going to fill, you're going to actually fill one of my wisdom teeth. And I go, I'm so frustrated. Like, I just go, you know what? We're going to pull one wisdom tooth and then we're going to fill the other one. Like we're going to just fill it again so that it can get another cavity. And I go, my dentist, when I was young, when I was young and covered to have my wisdom teeth taken out, he looked at my wisdom teeth and said, oh, there's enough room in your mouth for the, the wisdom teeth to come in. You should come in and be fine. So to paint the proper picture of my frustration, um, as my wisdom teeth came into my head, they started pushing my other teeth forward. So they came in the back and everything shifted forward. That forward shift is what took my two front teeth and started separating them. They were always just a little tiny bit crooked, but they started to press and get more crooked to the point where I started to have that whistle and everything like that. The things that I didn't like, it wasn't all the time, but just every now and again, if I pushed too hard, the air in my mouth, it was, it would make a whistling sound. That was the whole reason that I decided, A, I don't like my crooked teeth in the front and I want to get the Invisalign, whatever, the, the aligners. So I had to pay for aligners to correct what my wisdom teeth, over $2,000 for my aligners, to correct what my wisdom teeth growing into my head did instead of them just being pulled. Now after that, so the crooked face, correcting them with aligners, now I got to pay uh, fucking however many hundred bucks to pull one out. And then we're going we're gonna to take this other one and we're not going to pull it. For the exact same price of removing it, I get to drill it out and then fill it so that it can stay in my head, 
probably get another cavity at some point. Then we can just keep using this little cash cow to drag money out of my fucking wallet. So I was like, you know what? For the same price, get it the fuck out. Take it. And then he's like, well, we'll tell you what we're looking at the price or whatever. And it's like, it's like 1100 bucks to do the work. It was, it was 1100 bucks to yank the fucking two wisdom teeth and then, and then, uh, correct the other fillings. Like, like basically do all the work, yank one, yank the other one, fill the three fillings, 1100 bucks. And I was like, good, do that. And he's like, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with the other tooth we can fill. I go, I go, I want those other two down at the bottom, the fuck out too. These things should have been pulled out of my head a long time ago. I'm sorry for the, the energy, the angry energy, but it's like, these things should have been pulled out of my fucking head when I was, when I was young, when I was still covered, when I first saw them, they should have been pulled just like 80 to 90% of the rest of the populations. And he's like, well, they're the other two in the bottom are healthy. I'm like, yeah, they're healthy now, but they're waiting to, to cost me more money. They should have been pulled. I never would have had to pay for orthodontics. I never would. I wouldn't be paying this fucking fee now to have them filled or removed or whatever it is. So these things have been living in my head rent free for a long fucking time. And now they're costing me money. These squatters, these, these, <laughs> what are they? Enamel squatters are now causing me fucking issues, right? They're, they're, they're not just sitting in there rent free. They're damaging the piping and everything like that and causing mold and rot. Fuck these fuckers. Okay. Sorry. Deliberate swearing, but, but get them. I cannot passionately say enough, get them the fuck out of my head. They've been in there costing me money long enough. And that's what I'm so frustrated with. The There's no part of him or his assistant that could understand why I wanted them gone. Like they, like I, when I asked him, well, can't we just pull it for the same amount of money rather than, than drill it and fill it? Why don't we just pull it and get it out of there and it won't cost me money in the future. And he was like, Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can do like he was literally watching his fucking meal ticket. You know, why would you, why would you pull it out when I can charge you to fill it and then charge you to fill it again or charge you later to pull it. So I was just like, no, get them out. That's the appointment we're going to make. We're going to get them the F out of my head. So yeah, um, I, I was pissed. So I ended up spending $580 that day to get some pictures of my teeth. And then, and then I didn't, I, that's, that's 580 plus the cost of the filling all out of pocket, no insurance, no pay now, you know, get reimbursed any of that shit. Like what if anyways, however, I will say the one saving grace is that the woman who was cleaning my teeth was like, how long has it been? Like I've been to the dentist, have my teeth filed or, you know, I think once I went for like a, like the look, cause I had a pain in my tooth. It turned out just to be a gum infection or whatever that I, you know, dealt with very easily with Paradex. But, um, Anyways, uh, they, she was like, you haven't had like a full exam in like 10 years. I was like, yeah, basically as long as I've been a comic, couldn't afford it. So no, I've, I've had little, I've basically been able to come in and talk to someone I know and just do the work necessary. Just pay for that. Um, and she's like, your teeth are amazing for someone who hasn't done that. She's like, yeah, there's some, there's some staining, but there's like no real gum decay or anything like that. I was like, no, I, I, I clean them. I, I take oral hygiene very seriously. I just haven't had them looked at my, you know by a professional. So, um, that was one thing. So for a guy who hasn't had a check in 10 years, I didn't who heard that going, ew, I have taken, according to them, immaculate care of my teeth, you know, and then the, the cavities, those cavities are telling me too, that the cavities could have been there for a very long time and are not worsening, which is another reason I was like, so then do I have to do it? I don't really have any tooth pain or anything. Anyways, 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 I don't like the dentist. I don't like the vet and I don't like, uh, oh yeah. And the funny thing was, like I said, they did, they did uh, a shitload of x-rays and what was interesting to me is like, I kept saying like, 
Like, I do we have to do so many x-rays? Like, I'm like, I don't really love the idea of you guys zapping me with radiation like every couple of seconds. And the funny thing was like the the shield vest that they put on, like the lead vest that they put over you to protect you. I'm like, well, I go, if this thing's so dangerous, why are you protecting my chest and not my face? Like you're zapping my head with radiation. I go, I love that you have to leave the room to hit the button. You know what I mean? You, you're safe, but I'm going to sit here and just take these fucking rays. And she's like, she's like, well, the, the thing was with the vest is it's protecting your, your thyroid because the thyroid's very sensitive to radiation. That's why you're wearing the vest. And I go, well, my thyroid's in my neck, right? And she's like, yeah. And I go, well, look at the way the vest is. I go, the vest is hanging down. Like the, the U shape that should be right under my chin is hanging down on my chest. So my thyroid's exposed anyways. And you've hit me with this like five, six times already. Again, I wasn't swearing, but that's like. I'm going like, if it's to protect my thyroid, then protect my motherfucking thyroid. Like pull it up, you know, Jesus Christ, people, I don't know. People don't give a shit. I I swear to God, if I go back there and have a bad experience, I will name the company that I've gone to. Like I try not to be a complete asshole, but, oh man, I was in such a good mood before. Don't worry. We're going to get back to the funny. I get some funny shit saying, but yeah, I've been been having trouble swallowing ever since. Is that anything? But she was trying to make me feel better about the radius. This is what she said to me. I go, well, you've hit me like with like eight, eight, nine you know, x-rays. And she's like, oh, it's not that, that much radiation, to be honest with you. She goes, it's about, she says, it's about as much as in a, as in a banana. And my first like knee jerk response to it's the same amount of radiation as in a banana was. So I don't know who is comforted by that. Like, I don't know if you're, if you think you're making me more comfortable with x-rays, all you've done is make me less comfortable about bananas. I was like, I didn't know, I don't know if you guys knew, there's radiation in bananas. Uh, Potentially has to do with the potassium, but not potentially, it apparently has to, apparently has to do with the potassium in bananas is there's small amounts of radiation with that. And they're saying like, if you, we looked it up, it's like, if you eat a hundred bananas in a day, like you're, you're getting a bunch of radiation. I don't know who's eating that many bananas, but, but yeah, yeah. Radiation in bananas. How about that? Huh? Did you know that? I didn't. So I'm not any more comfortable with x-rays. I'm just less comfortable with bananas. She, I mean, I guess it's good to know that, but yeah. So for anyone else who's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Radiation in bananas. Not, and I was like, where the Chernobyl bananas? Cause I would understand that, but nope, all bananas have that. So, um, they've got, they've got me on the, on the hook. I got an appointment for my $1,100, uh, tooth extraction. I got to figure it. I think what it was, was like. We're going to do the ones underneath later. I don't know. It was slightly more expensive overall to get my wisdom teeth out, but I feel like long run, it's good to go. Let me know your thoughts, guys. Uh, if you want to defend uh, dentists, right? Maybe maybe you have some uh, inside information I don't have, or if you've had your own, you know, bullshit experience with them. I know my, one of my best friend's wife, wives, he only has one. My best friend's wife uh, was in the industry and she's actually the one of the people who took care of me. And help me out. Like basically, you know, went to her higher ups and went, listen, can we not fuck this guy? He's a friend. You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah, I appreciate that. I, I really, to this day, and I know that, uh, that Lex listens every now and again. So if you're hearing this, Lex, please know I am grateful for that. Always have been. Um, but yeah, the, the people, the people in there basically just took me to the cleaners. Everything. Like I said, if I read off the thing, like it's like how many different x-rays you need, like a panoramic x-ray. No, we could have just done the sides and left it at that. But instead we, we, we photographed everything. This person came in and instead of being like, stand your ground and this and that, they were kind and begged us, begged us not to fuck them. And we went, Oh, we are going to bend him over. Find the biggest butt plug you have. 
and stick it as far as it'll go. Don't stop at that safety handle thing. Keep pushing it further. That's how it felt. Graphic, I know, but uh, that's how it felt. At least, you didn't, at least you didn't have to be there, man. So yeah, that was, uh, that was an expensive day and uh, clearly lasted with me. I'm still having flashback, guys. Every time I bend over to put something in the dishwasher, I get scared. I have my little, my little PTSD moments. You know, um, every time I turn on the microwave, it scares me. <laughs> every time I eat a banana, bananas ruined for me now. All right. Um, I've been going back to the gym. I'm, uh, mildly proud of myself. Um, um, sorry. I have been trying to be a good bitch, as I say, and get my ass in there. It's, it's tough. I don't want to go. I don't like it. I'm intimidated going, um, only because I don't really know what I'm doing. I've mentioned this before. I don't have the postures and stuff. I'm starting to read some of the fitness books that I have trying to see if I can get a little bit of the form there. But I think part of what I'm going to do is the, um, the happiness equation suggests is to just do it. All right. So if I just go and I just sit on a machine, I, I don't know. Um, if anyone has, has worked on this and, and knows what to do, um, for the love of God, uh, you know, or, or kindly, would you kindly send me some tips and tricks? Because my biggest intimidation with the gym as, as is my intimidation with anything that I undertake is I, I hate not knowing what I'm doing. I get so much doubt from not knowing what I'm doing. I just wonder, am I even doing, am I even, am I wasting my time? That's the thing too, is I'm terrified of, of moving in the wrong direction with anything. So if you guys would kindly let me know. So when I go to the gym, I, I worry about form because I've sat on machines before. I've got actually even a, a, a bit taller torso than, than normal. So my torso's big, my legs are short, fucked up body structure. But so even sitting on the machines properly, Sometimes my, my stuff's, you know, my, my things, my, my areas, my body, my positioning is not where it's supposed to be. And I know that if you're, you know, a few inches lower, when you do a machine sitting, than you're supposed to be or, or higher, you end up working a different set of muscles because it's designed for you to be sitting at a proper posture. So I worry about my posture. I worry about my form. Um, I don't know. I know that you can lift heavier with less reps. I know that you can lift less at more reps, but I don't know what the outcome of that is. I don't know what I should be aiming to do, right? Because sometimes it's like, okay, you're going to put on enough weight so that you're failing right at like the 14th or 15th rep or at the 10th, 11th, 12th rep or the 8th or 9th rep. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I don't know which one I should be doing for like weight loss and stuff. Like, cause I can set up the weights differently. I can set it up so that I, I, I understand the implications of working out to fail, and just in case someone's listening who doesn't know, just, just so I can share with you what little bit of information is you don't want to be going to the gym and always able to do the workout in terms of like, you know, you don't want to always be able to, you know, I'll say put 250 pounds on and then, all right, I work out, I did 15 reps and I do three sets of 15 reps and, and then I'm good. Yeah, I, I did it. It's like, because that, if you're able to do it, that means that your body doesn't have to build muscle or anything to get you there. Like you're already there. So the whole idea is that the training to fail is that you want to be failing your, your second and your last rep, like almost unable to do it because that's what teaches your body. Hey, we got to make more muscle in order to complete this task that we're given. That's that's also people's, you know, say, confuse your body. Don't let it get used to it. Cause if it gets used to a workout, right. If it gets used to it, then it just, it, it maintains, it doesn't build. But the only thing is my problem is I don't know. I mean, everything's hard. I could do that, but I'm worried that like, yeah, I, I, same as a lot of the patterns I get busted into is I'm, I'm concerned that I don't know what I'm doing. And I have, I have checked a lot of YouTube videos and stuff. And I keep saying like working out for beginners. And it's always like, yeah, you want to get to the gym. You want to clean off the machines and you want to make sure you're consistent. And you want to be like, I don't care. Like, I, yes, that's part of, of starting out, but, but not everyone who starts at the gym is like not going to be consistent. You know what I mean? Like 
they're all like, you want to make sure you do your, your five by five sets and you want to make sure that you're doing this. And it's like, but you're not explaining what's behind it. Like, I don't know how to take this information and apply it because you're not telling me, you know, what you want to try is this, what you want to try. They're all like, they're like, Hey, hire a personal trainer. If you don't know what you're doing. Like, I'm like, that's why I'm watching this video. You know, anyways, this is not about me complaining. This is, this is kind of a, a little bit of a, you know, Hey, cry for help guys. Contact at one man If any of you kind of know what you should do. Like I'll give you an example is that they talk about, you know, they're, they're always saying, and make sure you set yourself up a routine. Like that's the amount of information that comes out of people's mouth with no follow-up. Like you can say like, it's, it's important. Yes. To be consistent. It's important. Yes. To, to, you know, what else do they say constantly, but never, you know, be consistent. Sure. And, 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 you know, give yourself rest make sure you don't go every single day and, and whatever you like, yes, there's value to that. But when then they're like, Oh, and make sure you follow a program. Well, why don't you elaborate on that? Cause that's the whole reason I, I, you know, I, I wrote, you know, gym for beginner understanding the gym, um, you know, key points for beginners at gym, understanding the equipment at a gym, like all these different things I'm trying to type in so that someone will actually help me understand this stuff. Because I know that like you, you do like legs one day and then you do chest another, then you do back, then you do arms, you know, and you do calves. Like the whole idea is like, but but people talk about like the push pull exercises, right? So you want to do like one where you're doing like a press and then you're doing a pull, right? Cause the pull works the back, the, the press works the chest, right? So it's kind of like, all right, well, I want to know, I want to know those groups. I want to know like what exercises I should be doing. I want to know about form. I want to know about all these different things. Like for a beginner, the, the things that are preventing me from going because I'm, I'm worried and I'm insecure about not knowing what I'm doing. Like I'm already the fat guy at the gym. All right. And as much as I'm confident in a lot of things, I I'm, I'm really uncomfortable. Like I get the most embarrassed when I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Um, I, when I do, I did the Nespresso things, uh, the activation right before COVID on the Quebec side. So I had to talk a lot about, you know, these things in French and there's some technical terms that I had to learn in English when I was being trained, they were teaching me what a lot of the stuff in the machine was called and all these things, but they never taught us in French and it's technical terms. I don't know them. And so it was embarrassing for me at times. Like, first off, I was the only person, the vast majority of it that spoke any French. So I had that going for me, but I, I would speak French confidently, but then as soon as it became time to talk about like aspects of the machine, right? Like, I don't know what, what, well, I know green is vert. I know, I know how to say green, but like in terms of talking about like environmentally conscious and, and fully sustainable and things like that, I don't, I didn't know that those terms in French. So I'm talking to someone and all of a sudden my communication breaks down to like, uh, man, like I'm trying to think for the word, like for the proper words. I don't know the words. I'm apologizing because I don't know what something's called. And it's not like I don't know what I'm talking about. I do. I just don't have the words. It's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing to look like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. And, and that's what I don't like. I, 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 I hate I hate going to the gym because I'm already out of shape. I'm already look like I don't give a fuck. Like the only thing that I'm confident in is that when I'm at the gym, I'm encouraging everybody else to keep going. I'm like the scared straight program for the gym. Like you want to look like me? Well, you better keep fucking showing up, buddy. You know what I mean? I, I go home sweaty because I don't want to shower there. Also, there's no fucking time with the, the way the thing's designed. Now you get your hour and then you gotta, you gotta get out. Like your, your shower is part of your hour that you get at the gym. So I'm, I spend the full thing on the elliptical. 
get them calories, get that sweat on. And then I drive home. But I would, I would do that anyways beforehand because I was like, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to stand in the shower. I don't want to, I don't want to look I don't, yeah, I, I, I'm embarrassed. So I, I don't want to be embarrassed, you know, sitting down a machine and not knowing what I'm doing. How, how heavy should I put the weight? Should I be doing it so that I'm gassed at like eight or should I be gassed at, at 14? You know, I have to adjust the weight for that. And and I know one of them is for like toning muscle. Another one's building muscle, but in order to build muscle, you got to burn fat. Like there's so much I don't know. And none of these videos that I'm looking at explain it. So when they're like, make a program, I'm like, great. Who's going to make this program? The guy who doesn't know anything about it. You know, Hey, why don't you come ask me to, to design a computer program for you? The guy with no knowledge of coding or anything like that. What? I think I'm the right guy for that. And they're like, well, if you don't know, hire a trainer. Well, I can't afford to do that. So anyways, um, I, I appreciate each and every one of you who've weathered the storm of listening to this. Um, but I think that's my biggest, that is, uh, yeah, I, without a doubt. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, that's my hardest thing about going to the gym. Um, I, uh, there's other things in my life that I hold myself back from, but I, 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 I talked extensively with my friend Matt about the level of doubt I have in myself. Um, which is unfounded because I know that like, I guess the, the things that there's still things in my life that are difficult for me to, to try to do, but at least I know how to do them. Um, I know, I know eating right. I know I could, you know, it's a shame. I don't like a lot of the stuff that's good for me, but, um, I wish, you know, to be like, okay, well I can just go. And it's the same thing with like knowing, I don't really know nutrition levels. Right. So if I was trying to be like, perfect, cause that's a lot of things in these workout videos too. It's like, you know, we're not, we're not going to go heavily into nutrition, but make sure that you're eating, you know, that you're getting your, your right, uh, macronutrients and this and that. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that means. I know that, that salad fruits and vegetables are better for you than fats and carbs. I know that, but in terms of like knowing the precise price, precise amount, and, and whatnot. I think that's, I think I got to tell you guys, that's my biggest hesitation with a lot of things. And I feel like I need to spend a lot of time researching. Like I need to research this, you know, aspect of the gym. I need to research this. And then if I'm going to like focus on nutrition, I need to research it and really know what I'm doing. Right. And at the same time, I'm trying to learn the harmonica and play guitars. And then there's another thing that I'm going to talk to you guys about in a sec that I want to start doing. And I want to get back into yoga and I want to write more and I want to read more. And I just, I, I, I I'm I'm nuts. I'm, I'm fucking nuts. And I don't, there's nothing wrong. I could do all of these things. That's the thing. I believe I could do all these things, but I'm also scared to pick which one, which one's going to get my full attention. Cause if I just sort of dabble, right. It's like, uh, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to make any, I, I use the muscle analogy all the time in stand up too. It's like, if you get on stage one time a month, right. When you're new and you're doing open mics, right. You get on stage for six minutes once a month. You know, it's like going to the gym for six minutes once a month. Like that's going to take a really long time for that muscle to get strong. If you're only working it out for six minutes, you got to, you got to keep going. You got to find other ways to get on stage and hustle and grind. Well, that's the, the analogy for all of these things, reading guitar. If, if I'm only doing it for a little bit here and there, a very here and there, uh, it's going to take a long time for it to get strong. So I want to find, I want to find one thing. And I think right now the fitness and, and gym is the one that's taking up. I'm, I'm being very consistent with it. I just, I I'm only doing elliptical because you know what? I know how to do that. I'm not worried that I'm doing it wrong. So I want to get onto the weights and stuff, but I want to know like, what should I do one day? What should I do the next day? How many, which machine, like stuff I just don't know. And, uh, yeah, so that's it. And, and some of the videos were saying, well, hire a trainer just for a couple of classes or for a couple sessions to give you the, the tips and tricks on that. So I, you know what? Maybe I will do that. Maybe I will do that. Actually, you know what? All right. I'm going to write it down. 
See, that's why just you guys being there, just listening helps. So I'm going to write it down and I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to go there this evening, uh, and sweat my bowels off, but I'm going to go there tonight and get a, uh, just an elliptical in if I can. And maybe if the machines are, are free, I'll do that. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, boop, 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 boop. Everyone's messaging me. My, my follow request is approved. Wow. That's uh, interesting. Um, yeah. So, um, boop, 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 boop. And then the last thing. All right. <laughs> you guys have been great this week. I don't know. I don't know if, if, if you're still here, you've been great. If you've turned it off. Well, I accept, <laughs> I accept, um, man, guys, life's weird. Isn't it? Isn't it strange? I'm just looking at all the different things here and just going back over my emotions from the last 59 minutes and just thinking to myself, you know what? I appreciate you. you weathering the storm. <laughs> fucking talking extensively about, you know what? That's another thing at a fast food place. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I can order my chicken. I know exactly how to order, man. Does it ever feel good to order food at a restaurant? Cause I know how to do that. Like a champ. I'm not like, Oh geez, what should I get? What do these numbers mean? What are these symbols? If it's got a symbol of a stalk of wheat, probably not going to like it that much. If it's got a symbol of a, of a leaf next to it, I'm going to like it less than the thing with the meat. If it's got no symbols next to it, it's bad for me. And, uh, I, I shouldn't have it. Oh man. Remember, remember when I was going to say goodbye to meat guys. Remember when I was going to do that, I was going to go on a big farewell tour of meat. And I was like three months where I hadn't gotten any fast food or drive through. Then I was a good few weeks into the whole no takeout thing. And then COVID hit and I just fucking fell off. That's the thing too. Like I knew I, that's a, that was an easy one ish. Cause I knew how to not get drive through. Then the no takeout thing was, was tough. I was like, I can go and eat somewhere with somebody, but there was nothing. And I was like, and then people, and you know what? I had great, great onesies. You guys are amazing. You're wonderful people. I had you guys going like, Hey, how, how are things going? I'm like, well, I didn't get to say goodbye to the stuff. So I'm, I'm, uh, you know, that shouldn't have completely derailed me. But again, somebody who's going to take shit for trying an anti, anti gay chicken place, you know, I, I didn't know that was going to happen at the time, just for the record. But, um, you know, I, I was trying to experience some things and I, if I'm going to say goodbye to, to meet, I want to, I want to see what's out there. I want to see what's out there. I want to know that I tried it and then I'm not living a life of regret. You know, oh, I wish I'd tried real fried chicken. I wish I'd tried, you know, had tacos one last time in, you know, in, in the Southern United States where they make them right. You know, I wish I'd tried crab cakes and, uh, you know, uh, Philly cheesesteak. You know, I wish I'd, I wish I'd had, you know, the best wings in North America. I wish I'd had one last, you know, Halifax donair. you know, I wish, but I want, I want, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm still going to do it. I just, we, when things open up again. We're going to go on our last hurrah, the last stand of delicious tastes. It's going to fricking happen guys. Okay. One last shawarma chicken, the shawarma. Um, all right. So the last thing that I wanted to undertake, and I thought about this recently is I would like, um, I want to learn a martial art. I think it's going to be something that's going to keep me active and, uh, been feeling a bit. So here's, here's something that I, I always felt when I was in my last relationship. And I would, I wouldn't, let's put it this way. I wouldn't believe my, my ex, if she's told me that, uh, that she didn't, you know, think of this from time to time. Cause it's gotta be built into our DNA somewhat is as a big dude, as much as I, you know, was always playing mental chess, just in terms of life, right. Coming at me, solving problems, being able to think, like there was, there's some cool shit that I can do. 
All right. I, I rewired a bunch of stuff in the house because of my electrical background. We, we painted and we did all sorts of kind of renovations. We did a, we did a renovation show with my best friends in the span of two weeks. We turned a house upside down and put it back together. So like I got an arsenal of abilities in terms of being a, you know, a, a partner. There was a time where, where, uh, they were doing the siding at my ex's place. They ripped all the siding off, just cut through it. Like it was nothing and sliced right through the, um, the telephone line that was providing the internet, just ripped it off, destroyed it. And I took an old power cord that there was not, you know, for something that didn't use anymore. Cut, took the power cord. I split it open, uh, took the wires and hooked them into the, the, the broken phone box and then wired it through the the house and then to the phone box. So I basically took like a shattered cord. that was like, Oh, it's fucked. It's too short of thing. And I, and I, Jerry rigged all the connections back together and wired it in. So the internet worked and it was like a couple of weeks before they actually came and fixed it. But the whole time we had internet because of the fact that I knew how I knew which wire went where and everything like that from my electrical background. And I remember like, I remember my ex telling me the time she's like, that was really, she was like, what she said was like, that was really hot. <laughs> That's what she says. The fact that like they just destroyed it and you fucking grabbed some other wire, pulled it apart and, and turned it into the thing that fixed the, the thing, whatever. So I, I always like that, but one of the things, you know, being overweight and out of shape and everything like that is the whole, like, I've never felt like a weakling because I don't do anything like a weakling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't just look at something and go, oh, it's going to be hard and just kind of like half-ass. What happens is I, I dive into whatever task I'm doing, you know, with both feet and I just find out from my physical limitations during the process that like, Oh, like we, we can't go any further than whatever point we get to. It's just like, Oh, I'm just, I'm just gassed way earlier than I thought, you know, I'll go up a flight of stairs. I don't go down up them any slower than anybody else. But when I get to the top, I'm a little more fatigued than someone who's in shape, but I still did the task, but there's some things that are long haul shit. I can't do, you know what I mean? I dive in with both feet, give it, but I, I'm going to need, to catch my breath or whatever it is, but I don't like feeling like a bitch. Like I, I don't, I'm not that guy who's like, who's going to not do it and make excuses or, or waddle my way through it. I don't waddle for a fat fuck. I'm not a waddler. You see the fat guys walking, swinging their arms. I don't, I walk like a human being. I carry myself with a certain level of respect, even though I'm a tub of shit most of the time. Oh, Jesus. Anyways, um, what I'm trying very, very, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't do things slow. Look how slow I'm getting to the fucking point. Um, the point is, is that I, you know, in an altercation, let's say, or in a, in a moment of danger, I, uh, I don't feel like I would be able to, uh, adequately protect my, my family. Okay. So I don't feel like I'm a particularly, uh, intimidating person, nor, nor would I want to be. I like being a good, a good dude and, and kind and everything like that. But you know what? I would like to be able to uh, defend myself if necessary. You know what I mean? Without the use of tears, uh, <laughs> rolling up my back and showing my enormous belly. Um, I, and it's funny thing is I, I don't ever, I've never acted like I can't take someone on. And I, what I mean by that is just like, I'm, I'm a comic. I've, I run my fucking mouth and I've, I'm lucky that I've, I've been in a very few amount of fights in my entire life. Um, and I, I don't recall ever losing one, which is a nice thing. I think, you know, anyways, whatever it's, I, I don't like people who brag about fighting. I'm not trying to, I'm just saying I'm lucky. I've been in very few and I'm lucky that I've never had a humiliating defeat. How about that? That can we say that? Um, so I want to learn, uh, I want to learn like a martial art. I want to turn my body into a weapon, right? And I like the philosophies of 
certain martial arts. So here's the thing. You go, I want to learn martial art. Well, I remember when I was a kid and everyone only knew karate. I want to know karate, right? That was, that used to be someone's threat. Don't mess with me. I'm a black belt in karate. All right. And then you watch him get punched in the face and fall over and cry. Uh, <laughs> just joking. But there's now there's all sorts of different, uh, different types of martial arts that we're familiar with. There's, there's like, you know, Muay Thai and Krav Magua, Krav Magua, whatever the, it always makes me think of the crime dog and McGruff, the crime dog, whatever Krav Magua, 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 I don't know what it, Krav Magua is just what it sounds like to me. Uh, there's, you know, jujitsu and Brazilian jujitsu. There's the, the, you know, Taekwondo was a thing I heard heard of a long time ago, right? They still do that Taekwondo. The, then there's, I like the philosophies. What I was trying to say before is like, I like the philosophies of things like Aikido, right? Where it's like, that was what uh, like Steven Seagal used to be being on. But the whole idea of like Aikido, I learned more about it from a walking dead episode, but like Aikido is like where you use your, your assailants, uh, momentums against them, right? You, it's more about defending yourself from your assailant as opposed to like causing harm. Cause I think their philosophies are like, we all in one and to do no harm and stuff like that. I kind of like that. I like the idea that I can defend myself without causing harm. Um, so there's like a keto, um, there's, the, you know, the other ones there, the Taibos where you pretending to fight Zumbas. I don't, think, I don't know what Zumbas are at all. I don't know if that's what, but there's the ones where you're like, you look like you're boxing, right? Oh, kickboxing. That's another one. Right. But I, I don't know. Again, I don't, it would be like, to me, it would be like having a gun for starters. I can't accidentally Muay Thai myself in the head and blow my brains out. Like, uh, I told you guys a while back, I saw my buddy Mark's guns and you see a real gun. And I got to tell you that there's something about your male DNA. That's just like your instincts. It's like, this is fucking cool. And it does. It makes you feel powerful having it. And I, I there was a part of me that like, was like, I want to get a gun, but I don't want to get a gun. That's, that's dangerous. Somebody else gets their hands on it. You also wouldn't like in a moment where you're trying to defend yourself with it. If they get it away from you, oh fuck, you're going to get severely more fun. It's like the same as like pulling a knife in a situation. You know, if you escalate it. I think that's the thing too, right? I was talking with somebody about like the law and it's like, you don't want to, you never, you never escalate, you never escalate. So like, I wouldn't want to, you know, pull a knife for someone who's trying to kick my ass and they get it away from me and they great. Now they got a knife and they're going to fuck me up even worse. Right. So something, you know, if you don't already think that way, it's not a bad idea to be like, you never take a situation and escalate it. Right. So my point is I would like to have, um, I would like to have something like that in my arsenal, right? Yeah. Like, like, again, I said, there's the ones like kickboxing, all that. And then there's the, the pretend ones where you're doing like Taibo and Zumba, which are basically just pretending to fight right in a class. Like this is great aerobics. And then the only thing, like, I, I think this one, so again, kickboxing, Muay Thai, Krav Maga, Jiu Jitsu, Karate, Taekwondo, Aikido. Those are ones, there's so many to pick. So it'd be like, which one do you guys think? This is also a, please email me, contact at one man podcast.com of these different martial arts. Are they all martial arts? Uh, what would you guys suggest? I'm probably, I'm sure there's some stuff that I, I know of that I haven't heard. What would you think is the most effective uh, means of self-defense? Not attack, but like self-defense, you know, because I'd like to, and it's also like, there's a lot of great disciplines and stuff like that uh, that go along with them. Uh, and I just feel like it's something that just gets me active more regularly. And the more I'm doing that, the more I'm going to want to feel like I'm I'm doing good shit with my body. Not to mention, I could probably get a lot of free advice from from the people there. But I'll see what what these kind of courses and stuff would would cost. Um, I've been thinking about it, you know, for it's always something that's clanged around in the back of my head for the last few years, and um, I think I'm ready to to find something and sort of to go at it. But I think what I like about the classes too is that it's you know something scheduled. It's not 
like, oh, well, I wonder if I'll go today. It's like, no, it's, that's the night that you go and, and that's what you want to do. So, um, I, I think I would look into that. Like I said, there's also the Taibo and the Zumba. That's not a real thing. I was just joking about that. The only thing that's less productive form of defense, right? Than like Taibo or Zumba, where you're just pretending to fight would be an actual female self-defense class. Uh, I think that would be the least effective way to defend yourself. Uh, <laughs> and I only say that not that I, not that I don't think that that women should know how to defend themselves i think that's an outstanding tool just the countless women i knew who took self-defense classes uh would come up and go like oh i i, I know how to defend myself now and i was like really okay they're like yeah yeah come at me i'll show you like i'll, I'll show you this first okay like come at me i'm like okay and i go like you know to put my hand out they're like no no not like that not like that i was like what do you mean not like that? Okay, what do you want? What do you want me to do? Okay, like put your hand like on my shoulder here. Okay, okay, put it here. All right, and I'm gonna and then like they reach up and they like grab your wrist and they're like, okay, so uh, hold on, hold on. Okay, sorry, no, I, I grab like this. Okay, wait, no, no, put your hand on my other shoulder. Put my hand on your other shoulder. Okay, now I grab you like this and I, I twist around this. way. No, hold on, I try to turn around. This way. I go. I really hope your attacker is this patient with you while you don't know what the fuck you're doing because you're already done <laughs> at this point. And they go, no, wait, hold on. Just put it on this side. And then this, this, and I'm, this is not a one or two time occurrence. I have never had a woman who took a self-defense class ever show me what she learned. And then just like, okay, grab this. Boom, boom. Cool. Cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Great. I'm glad you know how to defend yourself. God forbid my mother or my daughter or my girlfriend, wife, whatever, God forbid they ever take a course like that. And the level of results is okay. Hold here. Okay. It's, no, I want you to be able to defend yourself. I don't want you to be afraid of the world every time, but if something happens, I want you to be able to walk down the street confidently. Again, it breaks my heart that women are, you know, have to be afraid to walk down the street because something could happen to them. Right. I would, I would love for them to be able to walk down the street confidently because if something happens, you can protect yourself. I, 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 that would be great. I'd love a world. I would love it even better if the world was going to just take care of you and you didn't have to fucking worry about that shit. Unfortunately, it's not the world we live in. I would love you to have the confidence to go. If something goes down, I can take care of myself. I can protect myself. That would make me feel great. Unfortunately, never seen a self-defense course graduate ever be able to replicate. It's fucking dealer's choice for Christ's sakes. You want to show me something you learned. Why don't you pick the thing that you learned that you know how to do instead of, sorry, just, okay, grab from here. Okay, I just, and I grab like this. Okay, no, like, wait, like, put your, stick your thumb up. Okay, I just grab this and I just, is this way or this way? Okay, just, if, if, if that's what you, that you can remember in a calm environment, in this stressful, maybe not life or death, but, but horrible attack situation, like, you're fucked. You're fucked and that you wasted your time. But I'll tell you, that level of remembering shit and knowing what to do is me going to the gym and trying to pick a machine and, and go like, all right, I know what I'm supposed to do. All right. Those, those videos on YouTube are like the women's self-defense classes. I leave there going, I think I saw them do some things, but when I try to replicate it myself, I got nothing and I'm fucked. I'm fucked, you know, uh, uh, theoretically or, or metaphorically and they're fucked like rapey, terrible thing that, that should have happened. So, uh, we need more of <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's my joke. It's terror. It's shit is what I'm saying. So your level of fear, not knowing self-defense is my level of fear, not knowing what I'm doing at the gym. And I feel equally vulnerable. I feel equally exposed. And I just don't want to put myself in that situation. How about that? How about that for parallels? All right. Okay. Well, that was, that was shit. Um, so I would love to know which, which, um, martial art you guys would suggest. 
Um, if any of you have experience or anything like that, I do know some people in the industry. Um, but I don't, like I said, I don't I like karate. I don't want to be just walking around throwing kicks. It's not how it works. I know jujitsu is a lot of that, that MMA stuff where they're just rolling around. If I am in a, in a street fight and I have to take my pants off and my shirt off and just roll around in my underpants with a guy on the ground, I don't know if that's my thing. Maybe I'd rather just get punched or, or be robbed. Um, but whatever, whatever is out there, Krav Maga, kickboxing, like just whatever one, I, again, I, I think I'm leaning towards Aikido just because I'm like, I, I think that's the one where you can defend yourself. I don't want to hurt people. I just want to be able to use their momentum against them. Um, in terms of, you know, protect myself, but, but not cause harm. Cause that's the thing. I don't want to hurt somebody. Like the idea that that's how fights work, right? It's two guys hitting each other, hurt. You hurt somebody else more. And that means that you're right. Or you get, you win, you get what you're after, whatever the fuck it is. Which is, which is again, another reason why just a little, you know, hats off to women. Congratulations for being the better sex in this regard is that I, you very rarely see a woman who's advocating or encouraging or condoning violence. Usually the women are like, stop, stop it. Don't do this. And nine times out of 10, the guy's doing it because of a woman in the sense that he's worried about what the women think of him or this and that. It's like, you know a level of peacocking or whatever that, 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 so hats off to all of the women who always know better in those situations and that are not condoning or congratulating or cheering on a fight. I'll tell you right now, if you're a guy and you don't know what kind of woman you'd be with, the ones who are cheering on a fight at a bar or encouraging a fight, instigating it, that's the bitch you run from like there's no tomorrow. Same with the dude. You got a, you got a buddy who's looking to pick fights and shit like that. That guy's got fucking issues and he's going to drag you into his maelstrom. Oh, geez. Me with the fucking advice. I don't know anything. I don't know anything. Don't listen to me. I mean, listen to the podcast, but, but don't, uh, don't take anything I say to heart. Um, yeah. So that's my fitness goals, guys. I want to be able to defend myself without, without, uh, without urinating and rolling on my back. All right. If there's no tears, no urine, as, as, as long as nothing's coming out of me. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, that's what I want for my stuff. Okay. Uh, I had a great time talking with you guys this week. It was way longer than I wanted it to be. I got another podcast to record and I got to get my ass in gear. Cause otherwise I'm not going to be able to get to the gym this evening. So, uh, I'm trying to keep that alive. All right. I'm trying to be a good bitch. So, um, you guys have a great week. I hope you enjoy the outro music and I will chat with you again soon. Yeah.